grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto you from our Lord and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 to 12. Dear Christian friends, today we are celebrating, we are observing All Saints Day. Now this day is a little bit different from all the other saints' days that we might celebrate in the church. You see, on other days, we identify or commemorate one particular saint. It might be St. John or St. Matthew, St. Peter, St. Andrew, you got the idea. Just who are we commemorating on All Saints Day? Well, all the saints. But who are they? Who are all the saints? Well, traditionally, someone is called a saint who has lived an I can't say that word, there you go, life of faith. You see, most of the people we call saint have been canonized by the Roman Catholic Church, which teaches that saints have lived so well that they have merited the superabundant grace of God and earn God's favor so much that they can transfer a little of that grace and favor to you. A process of canonization is followed by, in the early church period, was not, that process was not very well defined. Now, however, they have specific rules to follow before declaring a person a saint. First of all, that person has to be dead for at least five years. Now that counts you out. Then once a person is dead for that retrograde period, then the bishop can begin an investigation to, how, to see how virtuous this hope to be saint actually was. If the, event, if the investigation turns out favorably, the documentation is turned over to Rome where after an investigation by select theologians, the cardinals and the bishops specifically assigned to handle saints, they take a vote on whether or not to proceed. And finally, there must be at least one, one miracle performed by the dead saint to be before the, uh, uh, before the uh, a miracle could be performed. And as you see, a quite a bit of effort goes into becoming a saint in Rome. You can't stop working at it, even, even after you're dead. And those who studied the lives of some of the people who hear their official saint quickly discover that the saints, while extraordinarily in terms of their faith and life, were also flesh and blood people who were at their heart sinners. As Lutherans, we do look at saints as an example of faith and Christian living. But we're careful not to ascribe more than that than is right. None of us or none of them merited any, anything good before God. But were what they were because it, it became because of the grace of God. Now, there is only one who has actually merited the favor of God. There is only one who has earned that right 
to have that title saint. And that one is Christ Jesus. Today you heard in the Beatitudes, many people that uh, believe that the Beatitudes are primarily rules or how you should lead the life of a Christian. Some even teach that if you really try hard, you can actually live up to them. And if you take it that way, the Beatitudes are pure law. They condemn and give no hope. But instead, they are rich in gospel because they properly describe everyone who is incorporated into that one who earned that title saint. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Who is poor in spirit but the soul incorporated in him? Who has Paul, who has, it says, who through he was, uh, those who he was had in the form of God, did not count equality to be God, something to be grasped. But he made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. And Jesus cried out in poverty of spirit on that cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Blessed are the poor who mourn. Who has mourned? But the soul incorporated in him who mourned. Who, who not over his own troubles but over the unbelief of his people. Christ came to comfort his people as their savior, but he was in the words of Isaiah, despised, rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. On the way to the cross, he grieved over Jerusalem and said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who send, it, send to it, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not. Blessed are the meek. Who is meek but the soul incorporated in him who as king entered Jerusalem, Jerusalem humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Christ said of himself, I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. He gained that rest by enduring the passion silence before his executioners. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Who has hungered and thirsted for righteousness but the soul incorporated in him who did all the things that righteousness could be, must be fulfilled. Christ endured the cross so that as sin reigned in death, grace also reigned through the righteousness leading to the eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. He became, according to St. Paul, our wisdom and our righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Blessed are the merciful. Who has been merciful but the soul incorporated in him, so dedicated in mercy that according to the writer to the Hebrews, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so he might become merciful. Christ mercifully healed and forgave all who called upon him in faith. 
And yes, even on the cross, he cried out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Blessed are the pure in heart. Who has been pure in heart, but that soul incorporated in him so pure that again, we hear from Hebrews, in every respect, he was tempted as we are, and yet without sin. And for the pure love of others, Christ sacrificed himself, as Paul says. He was made to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Blessed are the peacemakers. Who has made peace but the soul incorporated in him who made our peace with God? According to that benedictus which we sing in our liturgy, we sing to, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet to the way of peace. And he said to his disciples, peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. And through the cross, he came and he preached peace among you to whom you were far off and peace to who were near. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Who has endured the persecution but that soul incorporated in him who, has, who, ha, who was perfectly righteous but yet condemned? Because of Christ was righteous, he became a target for a world's hatred. He was threatened with death from all sorts, from Herod to the Pharisees, of the Sanhedrin to Pilate. To Christ belonged all blessings, and so is the soul incorporated in Christ, and also belong the blessings. To the believer in Christ belongs the kingdom of heaven, the comfort of salvation, the inheritance of the earth the fullness of righteousness, the mercy of the Father exhibited in Christ's resurrection. Yes, the right to see God and the right to be called a child of God. Indeed, great is the reward in heaven for the soul incorporated in him who is the radiance of the glory of God, an exact imprint of his nature and uphold all universe by the sword of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Christ's saintliness is proven by what he has done. And yes, he even, he even did several miracles after he had died. And now the one who has earned that right to be called a saint also calls you holy. And all the blessings that he has earned, he now gives to you. He, by his grace, makes you a saint. We have a description of what really means to be a saint in, in our first reading today. Now note how the people are described in Revelation. First of all, there's lots of them, not just those who went through canonization or even had a great life. These are, are told are saints because they have washed their robes and made, their, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Jesus has removed the iniquities in holy baptism. And they have clothed with their own sanctity, with his own sanctity and righteousness. 
And now, having been cleansed, they dwell in the presence of Christ, who provides them with eternal pleasance and, and blessings. These are victorious in Christ. All that are raised against them, their sins, their death, their devil, and all destroyed are removed by Jesus. And now they carry palm branches in victory. Your Christians, this is a picture of not only heaven, but it's also of you in the church here on earth. Already our Lord has sanctified you in the water of holy baptism. He dwells among you in his word and in his sacrament and bestows upon you the victory over your enemies. Now this morning you may not feel like a saint yet, but in God's eyes you are. For you have faith in Christ Jesus, faith in his son who has saved you, and who has made you holy. With that in mind, come then and receive his gifts. Amen.